You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Nice to talk to you once again, Pogues. Glad to be back for another mini-episode, and happy, I actually need it this time, happy to be doing the next film. Oh, let's hope you you maintain that opinion after seeing it. (laughs) Look... You know, when you do a podcast like this, where you review comic book films, you really only have one chance to review what is, uh, by by almost everyone's standards across the internet and critics, uh, <laughs> equally uh, hated Superman film. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a treat because often I found, especially recently, when critic reviews come out and audience reviews come out, there often this is, there's a huge divide. You know, uh, critics might like some of the new Star Wars and fans are pissed off, whatever. Um, but this movie, when I did a little research, uh, everyone's holding hands on this one. <laughs> oh, you couldn't find the one person who was super into this? I mean, there's a few out there, but they barely exist. Uh, What's odd is, too, is it was made by a film company whose name is, like, synonymous with quality. Yeah. Right? That's a joke. It was made by Canon Films. They've never made a decent <laughs> film. Their most successful film was Breakin, quickly followed by one of the least successful sequels of all time, Breakin' Two: Electric Boogaloo. Well, we're talking uh, a Superman, Superman for a less better tagline: "The Quest for Peace." Mm, uh, I think yeah. Electric Boogaloo would have done a lot better. Oh, how, um, I think they should have just named every movie they did whatever colon Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> And then when they do the sequel to that, just, you know, Superman for Electric Boogaloo, colon. <laughs> yeah, <Breakin>. colon, uh, <laughs> you know, the Lindsay Hop. <laughs> I only know two um, dance moves. We're, of course, talking about uh, Superman for the Quest for Peace, which came out in 1987. Uh, I have actually never seen it. I have seen a lot of these ridiculous original Superman movies that are beloved to people that are far older than all of us. Um but it's been interesting rewatching them because of how fucking strange they are. I mean, I mean, what going the- from Gene Hackman uh, hatching some sort of ridiculous real nuclear estate scheme, real estate scheme bomb plan to to what they were what they thought hacking was in '94. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, these films have been just a treat of misunderstanding. Of I mean, the first Superman has like zero plot. The second Superman was really bad and they had to do reshoots and gene hackman refused to come back so half of the time you remember it's just that guy wearing a gene hackman wig doing the worst imitation you've ever heard Mm -hmm. and then the third one was i think made just so they could have richard Pryor do like a three minute bit about superman flying around putting out fires yeah (laughs) and richard Pryor just riffing on computers being interesting and new most of that movie (laughs) Somehow knowing how to code as if, like, it's an innate skill you can just have. Like, some people are really good at baseball or... But, like, people usually aren't really good at knowing a language they've never heard. (laughs) Yeah. Which is all computer programming is. Quest for Peace is a new fucking level. Uh, It has has some sort of strange, like, uh, focus on nuclear disarmament. Uh, Yeah, that was their big thing was, uh, you know, this was the... This was, you know, what was this, 87? The, yes, you know, uh, nuclear war was still a big thing, you know. Uh, uh, mutual assured destruction. Hackman's uh, back as Lex Luthor, but also John Cryer is here to play Lenny Luthor. Yes, Lex <laughs> Luthor's nephew, I believe, is his character. <laughs> he he oh. took that he took that all that credibility he had from those uh, John Hughes films, 
uh, and was just like, how can I shit on it? People knew me from Pretty and Pink. Now let them know me from this hot garbage sandwich. This was Canon Films bought the right, because this was towards when Canon was starting to really go downhill. If you don't know the story of Canon Films, there's a great documentary I recommend everybody watch. Uh, I can't remember what it's called all of a sudden, but it's really good. I'll look it up. Uh, but they were trying to, they thought if they could get some like big budget films, they bought like the rights to, um, what's that terror, those terrible movies where the guy's wife is like raped and murdered and then he goes around and kills people. Death Wish. They bought the rights to that and then just kept making Death Wish sequels. And then they bought the rights to Superman for like an absurd amount and then sunk way too much money in it because they got everybody to come back. Well, we Margot all know that. Be- came back. Uh, the Jeff better Cooper. One, the better one is, uh, is Death Wish 2 Electric Boogaloo. I mean, yeah, it's the definitely the best. When he takes over that dance studio and then some street toughs try to break in. <laughs> and he murders them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While doing the Electric Boogaloo. Um. But while we were looking into this film, <laughs> I was unfamiliar with the director here. A man uh, known as Sidney J. Fury. Fury? Uh, up to you. Uh, Sydney. I will here, say Fury, because I refuse for it to be the S- other way. Sydney here you may recognize from, uh, I don't know, uh, an old classic from 1986 known as Iron Eagle. <laughs> uh, Great film. Said a movie I don't someone. think everyone remembers. Uh, but don't worry, they did four of them, and he was on three of them. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of surprised when we looked it up that they kept making them. Because I was like, they made a second one? I was like, yes, I knew that. But then he was like, there's two more after that, and that was both unbelievable to both of us. What happens in Iron Eagle 4? Is his father shot down a fourth time in enemy territory? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah. I guess. Ev- everywhere, the military base they're on is enemy territory. That way they could get just skip right ahead past the... But- you see, sometimes folks, Pogues and I do a little research before the episode, and we often dig around in the discog- or the filmographies of our uh, directors and, and some of our writers and actors, and we dug down this, um, and I'll say this again, I've said it a thousand times, we went down this furry hole, and mm, what we found no. in... <laughs> Podcast is over, good night. What we found is a reference to a little-known television property known as 18 Wheels of Justice. Um, and a television series that was so clearly written for a, a, a tax write-off that even the poster on IMDb is in a foreign fucking language. Because oh, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think it aired in the United States. Which is a real bummer. Because Ben showed me the trailer... And it is legit about a dude whose family is murdered, and then he travels around in an 18-wheeler seeking revenge. It's like, I don't know, the most blue-collar version of the Punisher they could get. But it looked so bad that instantly when the Sorry. trailer ended, I was like, I, th- I must see this entire series. Uh, l- let me clarify here. Uh, a man named Chance Bowman. Uh... Only slightly more ridiculous than his real name, the actor's name, which is like Lucky vamoose or something and and his pal billy d williams playing burton hardsty they ride around they ride around the i would it seems like just the pacific uh the pacific coast yeah they just drive over the golden gate bridge a lot which i don't know if you can drive a truck over that just getting in gunfights with mobsters and watching women shower and i um 
I'll 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 take I'll take every episode. There's, there appear to be at least forty five based on yeah. This. It had two seasons, which we could not believe, and that Billy Dee Dee Williams was in it. And then I managed to find one episode on YouTube, and I sent it to Ben. And it starts with just thirty seconds of a woman in a shower. And I was like, wow, this is a weird way to start an episode. But it was all in French, so we couldn't watch it. And it was very you, disappointing. If you're, if you're listening, listening to this and you somehow have access to any you, of those it, episodes in English. Because we need to do something that Pogues wants to call 18 Wheels of Podcast, where we simply review. We just review each episode, <laughs> both seasons. Then when we get to the end, we review them again with new guests. You know, we just keep rewatching the best television show that had to have existed. I imagine after like three episodes, we would be like, this is a terrible idea. But And of course, we're going to have to work on our um, action, te- you know, 90s television show uh, uh, character names, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be Lance uh, Knife Kick. So if that's, you can I'll just go with that one. Um, or maybe, no, no. I'll be Bobby Skull Crunch. That's perfect because that's the cereal too, right? Like with yeah, the yeah. Cereal that we but I spell it so it looks like it's Polish and it's just pronounced weird. <laughs> I, I throw like a J at the end, and people are like, "Oh, it must be a name I don't know." <laughs> oh, that's my official yeah, just... tip for anybody out there who's writing and you want to turn a name Polish. Just throw a J at the end. Um. Well. <laughs> Keep your eyes out for our first episode of 18 Wheels of Podcast. Oh, trust me. If we do it, you will all know about it. I will buy billboard space in every major U.S. city. But in the meantime, in a more realistic sense, come back and listen to us try and survive uh, uh, recapping Superman for The Quest for Peace, widely considered by even people who seem to somehow um, continue to give some sort of nostalgic uh, appreciation for the old superman movies even they hate it now that's how bad it is <laughs> i watched about 30 seconds because there was a youtube thing that just said all of lenny's lines and i was like is lenny the villain because like the clip was only two minutes long and i was like that's not a lot of lines but it was richard Pryor's character and he is doing a thing that i cannot wait for ben to see and react to <laughs> oh my god because it is it's not great so check it out. Uh, you can rent it from YouTube. It may be available somewhere else, uh, but when I looked at it, that was the place I found it. It's a cheaper rental, thankfully. So check it out. Watch it with us. Get some friends together and watch it, then come listen to the podcast. Absolutely. I want to point out that also IMDb flagged this movie because it actually falls in a special list of IMDb's lowest rated films of all time. Wow. Um, it falls at number 75. Which is which is a few spots uh, above Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Ooh. the Dungeons and Dragons movie and Ooh. Mac and Me and Jaws 3D. Um, it is also preceded by the Flintstones in Viva Rock, Rock Vegas, oh. Teen Wolf 2, and yeah. The Love Guru. <laughs> I feel like this is a solid list that may be pretty accurate. <laughs> Those are the. I just want to say those are the peers that we're going to be working with as we go yeah. into this film. This is what it's. This is this is its contemporaries. It's hanging out with uh, at the water cooler. Uh, I did look up real quick before we go. Uh, the movie I said everybody should watch. I don't know how I did not remember this was the name of the documentary because the documentary is called Electric Boogaloo. So <laughs> don't know how I forgot the title, but I cannot 
for I cannot recommend it enough. It is an insane documentary about how insane Canon Films is. It's amazing. At the end, they point out that Canon Films tried to beat them by releasing their own documentary shortly before this one came out. Uh, also, a shout out to my brother who left us a comment on our Facebook page and who brought up a very valid point from 300. For a dude who walks around carrying skulls, he really picks a weird place to threaten somebody right above an open void. So I feel like that messenger maybe had it coming. Also, I learned that my brother, for some reason, has seen the movie 300. <laughs> just just, just refer to the cross-stitching I keep above my couch, which just says, even if you have skulls, don't threaten Leonidas over a pit. It's um, just good advice. It's like, you know, yeah. it's right next to his pillow that says... In the cookies of life, friends are the chocolate chips. You know, they're just... Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's it. For, until next week, come back, watch a terrible Superman movie with us. We'll see you then. <laughs>